Pablo for breakfast. People of the Pilbara. Hello and welcome to the second episode of People of the Pilbara. Now this podcast series is all about you, the people of our town that make Karratha such a special place to live. And I think there's something really unique about people that come to a place maybe they've never heard of in the middle of a desert, apparently with nothing to do. But as we know, a lot of us come for a six-month to 12-month plan and end up staying a decade, like I did. (laughs) So throughout this podcast, we're going to have a chat to everyday people that call Karratha home and find out what they do here, what they love about Karratha, and what's next in their journey. And this week's guest is Richard Knowles. Now, you know Richard from Real Estate with Ray Wright Karratha. You may not know his involvement with the gym and he does some fantastic fundraising around town. So without further ado, sit back, listen, grab yourself a cover and enjoy my chat with Richard and his journey to call Karratha home. Now, you've probably seen this bloke. He's got basically two uniforms, I think. He's either in the Ray White polo or he's in... (laughs) full body suit of lycra down at the gym, sweating it out at F45. Uh, Richard Nellis from uh, Ray White Caratha, thanks for joining us this morning on the podcast. Pablo, how are you? I'm good. Now, we were just chatting before, you've been in town 17 years. Yep, just and, gone 17 years. And I always find it really interesting to hear how people ended up in Caratha. It's Usually someone's got a pretty unique story. So what brought you and your family north? Oh, ours was uh, following uh, Narelle's family who were already up here. Her mum and dad owned the business, mm-hmm. um, Ray Watt Carratha. They were already here and her sister and brother-in-law owned uh, Carratha Marine. So the family were here. Um, we had two young kids. I was doing real estate in Perth that wasn't really setting the world on fire <laughs> and Hillary. So we just had an opportunity to, to come up here and so we came for a it was meant to be two years, and here we are, seventeen years later. <laughs> now, you had you been to Caratha before? Did you have any? Yeah, yeah, no. So, Narelle and I, have, we've been together. Well, coming up March next year, we'll be together twenty six years and married twenty five of them. So, we used to come visiting and in you know, long weekends and school holidays, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, been here heaps of times before, and you know, done the Carragini and all those sorts of things. So, we'd done all the touristy stuff, so we knew what it was about. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't. Wasn't a scary thought moving here, that's for sure. Now, obviously, your how you view the Pilbara is probably a little bit different to how a lot of other people view the Pilbara being a real estate agent. So back then, when you first came to town, what was it like seventeen years ago? Oh, the whole town's changed. Just yeah. you've now got high rise, the two plagos, you've got the quarter building, and you know Red Earth Arts Precinct. You think you know where the quarter is used to be our local swimming pool. Mm. Um, now we've got this Butte Leisureplex that has a Olympic pool in it, and all sorts of things. So it's changed over the journey, but but Caratha's still Caratha, or the Pilbara is still the Pilbara. It's um, there's still good people here. It's very community orientated, which through our journey and Narelle's in particular, we've learnt that. Um, people look after each other and everyone sort of knows everyone as well. Mm. Um, as you said before, you, you know, everyone knows the Ray White thing. I haven't done the Lycra at the gym for a while, thank God. But, <laughs> um, yeah, you've, you've just got to be out and about. So what kept you in Karratha? Because you said you were coming for two years. Oh, like normal, two to three years we were coming. But then with the family business, we, we got involved, bought into the business. Um, you know, our, my mother and father-in-law, Lindsay and Maxine, have uh, given us great opportunities up here. Um, nothing was for free, though, I can tell you that. <laughs> we, we've had to buy our way into the business, but we, you know, they've been gone now. They retired back to Perth in 2009, and we've been running the business ever since. Um, 
so yeah, with the business and kids growing up here, and you know, our son's just turned 21. He's been here since he was four. Our daughter's just turned 18. She turned one the week after we got here. So wow. being in Carruth is pretty normal for them, um, even though she's now in Perth. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's what, where, why wouldn't you want to live here with the kids and stuff with you? Like just the outdoors, whether it be boating, camping, fishing, just doing stuff. There's plenty to do here. Now, I know that uh, down at Ray White, you seem to have built a pretty tight-knit team there. You've got a good sort of community feel within um, the network of uh, Reach Us. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, what's it been like having a big business like that here here in the Pilbara and what were some of the key things that you sort of built on to keep people to stick around? Well, the business was, you know, fairly good size and we got here in 205, but, yeah, we've grown it over the journey. Um, yeah, we have a big team. Um, unfortunately for me, I'm the only bloke in the office that's <laughs> full of uh, lovely ladies that keep me in order. Um, but I think I, I think for us it's more, we, we, I think we have a good culture and we, you know, even the other day when the, the Queen's funeral, the, the public holiday we all got, we gave our team the Friday off as well just because of the work that they do. Um, knowing we didn't have another break till Christmas, yeah. to give them an extra day is really nothing. Yeah. Um, and they've come back, you know, just can't do enough for us. So it's the little things that you do. It's not all about money where everyone thinks you've got to work for a big company and earn mm. big bucks. We can't compete with them, but we can hopefully give them a good work-life balance. Um, I suppose with what we do in the communities, obviously the journey that Narelle went through and we went through as a family and you know yourself when you've lived here so long away from family, even you know us from Perth, it's still 1,500 kilometres away. Um, you become a family within the office and you look after each other and, yeah, they're very supportive of what we what we support. Now, you mentioned Darrell. You obviously work with her. <laughs> yeah, that's she in- might be listening, Richard. So. <laughs> I won't tell her about the podcast. Um, yes, it it, it's, it's interesting living and working together, yeah. you know, pretty much 24 hours a day. She does wonder why I go to the pub so much. Um <laughs> Well, the... how do you separate things? Because I, I worked... go to the pub. <laughs> <laughs> well, I worked with my wife for, for a number of years, and we found there is a real blur into the line sometimes between private life and business life. So uh, do you have I, a I rule think, about it? Or? Uh, I think what helped us initially was because we were in the business with her mum and dad and they were living here, um, we set fairly certain boundaries, like work was work. You could only talk about work stuff during the day. Yep. Um, even now, if my father-in-law wants to ring, he knows the rules. If it's a work-related sort of thing, don't ring after 5.30 at night because I'm not going to talk to you about it. But mm. if it's to do with the family, ring whenever you want. Um, I love that. Neryl and I are very similar to that. This At times, obviously, when you're running a team, I think we've got, she'll tell me I'm wrong, but I think we've got 17 staff, including us at the minute. Um, so at times, if we need to discuss things, we'll, we will talk about them at home. But most of the time, it's just shut my office door and we do everything at work. It's, mm. We try, we just try and separate everything. Um, even when, you know, I joke about going to the pub and we all know I'm there all the time at the Tambray, <laughs> that, you know, I was chatting to someone the other night um, about real estate, as you and I were earlier. Yeah. Um, she doesn't overstep into the sales side of it. And when it comes to property management, which is more her domain, if she's talking to someone, I don't overstep into that. It's we, we try and you know keep the very clear the difference between at the office. 
we have a few little ongoing sayings and jokes that we, we all know Norrell's the boss. I'm meant to be on on the door I am. Um, the only time I am, end up being the boss if it's something to do with some sort of legislation or legal stuff. And, <laughs> all the fun stuff. Yeah, that I potentially could end up in the big house that I don't want to go there. So we that's the only time I get to actually have a say. <laughs> uh, now, if you could change anything about town, what would it be? Oh, jeez. I might have to come back to that one. Obviously, in, in this, you know, obviously you said before, wear two hats. Um, a real estate agent, my job is to do the right thing by our, our clients and mm-hmm. our owners. I also live in this town and own property myself. Um, it's just got to be affordable. That's yeah. that's the biggest change. It's got to be more affordability and not just housing, but whether it's to buy or rent, but it's also just, you know, we are talking before, just a coffee always costs more here than yeah. you, you go to Perth and you're paying four bucks for a coffee compared to six bucks, mm. little things like that. And I know we're further away and there's all these different reasons, but... You know, we were talking before about blocks of land and, you know, they're not really selling because the cost to build so high and that's yeah. for lots of different reasons. Um, so just more affordability. Um, will that that will eventually come is hopefully we get bigger. The plan was always to have, what, 50,000 people living in mm-hmm. the Pilbara or Caratha, but well, we haven't got there yet. <laughs> but, I mean, that's the numbers. Is the more people you've got, things become more affordable. Yeah, but the, the, those sort of things, the affordability for stuff. Now, you've been in Carrath, obviously, with the ups and the downs, and when I first moved to town 11 years ago, I was in a one-by-one. It was literally a bed-sit opposite the KI. We were paying, I think it was 1350 bucks a week. Now, it got down to under 200 bucks uh, a couple of years ago, but these things obviously go up and down. Is it just something that you think, looking ahead, is just going to happen every 10 years? We go through these cycles? Our or? cycle, well, and the stats show, I think Reba have kept stats all the way back to about 1990. We've always had the cycle, probably a four-year four upward cycle, a couple of year plateau, four-year downward cycle, and it's very similar all the time. Mm-hmm. Here it's obviously based around construction, so obviously when, you know, it goes back even to the 80s when, you know, um, the Northwest Gas Project was first built. Then, you know, the last ups turn was when Pluto Train 1 was first built. Um, prior to that was even Train 5 at Northwest Gas Project. Yeah. Little things like that. Then you throw in Yarra, you throw in up- upgrades that Rio do with their port facilities, rails facilities. So it's all based around that resource sector and in particular construction. The difference last time was when it went up, we'd waited so long for an upturn because the last time it had been a bit longer than normal from the last one, and then after the GFC and all that sort of stuff had hit, no one sort of knew when it was going to stop. There was no indicators last time, but then when it dropped, it was bigger than we've ever had. Like mm. all your government departments, you know, local government level, all the way through to federal, even your big companies all thought, you know, 40 to 50% drop off. That's the normal. Yeah. 40% is normally the average that we drop off. We dropped by over 75% in both sales and rentals. So yeah. on the flip side of that, I think from, you know, discussions, you know, I had with the city doing some of their stuff for them and, you know, with Woodside and Rio, that we've learnt from those the last time and I think this time, yes, it's going to go up, it's inevitable, we don't have it, it's just what it is. I think it'll be, hope. well, I hope it'll be more gradual and more, Mm. what I would say, is it affordable? Maybe not. Is it sustainable? Maybe. At least you're not, it's going to be a bit easier moving forward. Um, The hard part's still always going to be is the normal... You know, people have a normal job that work in the cafes or they work as a pharmacist or something like that, don't earn the big dollars yeah. or don't get rental assistance. You know, how long can they stay? And that's probably the problem with Crafter. It's very transient because of that. 
Um, that's one of the issues as small businesses in town we see a lot of where um, you have younger ladies work for you or younger men and then they can't afford it so they go back to where they're from yeah. you know they, so they might stay and that's why the cycle is probably two or three years they stay or like you said earlier six months depending on when they mm. get here if they get here in summer they don't last long yeah <laughs> we always we always try to recruit through winter so if they can get <laughs> they get through winter and they're a bit acclimatized in love with the place yeah yeah you know as we know how lovely it is up here in winter so um by the time summer comes i've forgotten about it <laughs> hopefully well that's what i was going to ask you next the what do you love most about caratha and i was joking in the intro saying about the the lycra but one thing that always sticks out to me when i think about you is uh the full body more suits dressed in pink raising funds for uh mother's day that was mother's day classic, mother's day classic. yeah so, and uh being down at the gym and doing those kind of things so yeah. you obviously love being in the community and, and doing that oh and i think it, it's like anything I, I suppose we lived it yeah still live it to yeah. this day and Noel was diagnosed january 207 so you know she's we, we still live it um but yeah, I suppose when it's a bit more personal, I think one thing I say to a lot of people through her journey was, even though we had good friends and family down in Perth, I feel that to deal with what we went through being in a regional town like Caratha, as hard as it was, um, it was a, it was better, it was easier to deal with. Um, the support we got, especially like when she was going for chemo, she'd you know, fly out on a Sunday chemo Monday, home Tuesday, sick till Friday, then do it all again. And we had two little kids. Um, the amount of people would come around and bring food around and cook dinners for you and you freeze them and you know, even mates would just drop in and have a beer with you while you're watching the footy, things like yeah. that. Would that have happened in Perth? Maybe not because it's such a bigger thing, a bigger place. They've got their own things. Um, the support she got when she went to Perth was good because, you know, you were flying in. So it, it's just... That's probably, you know, you asked earlier the thing to change. It's another area that needs to change is, is the medical side of yeah, things up definitely. here is we don't get enough access to those things, which is now why, you know, we sponsored or we supported Mother's Day Classic so much because it was about breast cancer. The reason we've jumped on board with um, Reach Us and Narelle's co-chair with Stacey on that is because it's about people living with cancer in the Pilbara not just breast cancer, anything, mm-hmm. um, and helping them get through their day-to-day lives. It's not about researching all that because it's the running the day-to-day lives is the hard bit, you know, especially if you don't have family and friends here. And you know, at the moment, there's poor people in Headlander having to drive the two, two and a half hours down to craft to do some chemo because some can be done here now at last and then have to drive back. So mm. it's, it's hard. So. Well, you mentioned something that just popped into my thought. Uh, a couple of months ago, we helped out with a friend uh, who had some tragic things happened in their life, but it was really beautiful at the same time about how many people from the community stepped up. Like, we were around there helping out with the baby and the kids and other people bringing over food and sort of pitching in. Yeah. And that's what's cool about Caratha, right? Yeah. Because oh, yeah. Yeah, the, all your mates become your family. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, everyone sort of knows, everyone's got a story. Mm. Um, I mean, there's lots of local people here. You know, we both know yeah, Vanders, he's been here forever. <laughs> um, but he came from somewhere originally as well. Yeah. There's, you know, there's not lots, there's a few that were, you know, kids that now, what, what is nice to see, there's a few kids now that were actually born in Caratha. My niece and my, my nephew, sorry, he's one of them. He's 22, 23, was born here and he's got a job, bought a house, you know, nice girlfriend and they're staying. That's the good thing to start seeing now. Yeah. There's more and more people like that. There's some older people that have um, may have lived here, were born here, went away for a while and have found their way back. Um, and that's the sort of place it is, though, as well. Is people seem to come back. 
absolutely. Now, what's next for you? Well, who knows? It's just, that's the question we ask <laughs> all the about time. Dodging a question. Oh, no. Well, hey, you've got to be careful, don't you? <laughs> this could get me in lots of trouble in lots of different areas, whatever I say now. Uh, no, we, yeah, we've got to weigh up what we want to do in the future. I think I mentioned to you before we got went, had a chat was, you know, kids are 21 and 18. We've yeah. got older boys in Perth. I've got three little grandkids that, what are they? They're eight, six, and four this year. So I've seen twice this year. So um, at some point, you know, you've got to weigh up what you want to do in the future. Um, our daughter will be going to Curtin Uni um, in Perth, so she'll be living down there, which is great. Um, I'm trying to convince Narelle, you spoke about living and working together, I'm trying to convince her to spend more time down there next year, so probably the second half of next year, you know, maybe work a, a week a month down there or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I suppose that's one of the, you know, we, we all had such a negative time through COVID, some of the positives coming out of things like that, being able to work remotely, totally. um, to be away. Um, you know, we've got older parents, obviously. I mean, her grandmother's just turned 103 wow. and is still kicking along. Um, so, you know, just spend more time with them. You know, both our sets of parents are in their 70s, so, you know, you, you would need to spend a bit more time with them. Um so, yeah, it's just more... There's no immediate plans to be leaving Carafa, that's for sure. And will the pink um, lycra morph suit make a comeback? I doubt it, unless something happens real quickly. Cause well, I, I know you've got an F45 <laughs> coach now working at Ray White Carafa. Yeah, no, so seemingly we've broken... Are you doing a, lunges down the hallway? She's actually away at the moment, so I went back this week because she's been giving <laughs> me a bit of a hard time. And Pete and Cindy at uh, Life and Soul on F45, they didn't help me. Pete gave me a... Um, uh, a voucher to do this year's Christmas cracker at Life and Soul, which it's 17 years they've done it, and I've never done one of them. <laughs> um, but that was my 50th birthday it's a present. Sign. It's that a was sign. my 50th birthday present from him. He said he was sick of buying me red wine and enabling me. So yeah, I've had to turn up for that in two weeks' time when it starts. So that's going to be interesting in itself. So yeah, I was back this morning for the first time in I don't know how long. So yeah. Oh, good to hear. Yeah. And uh, Richard, appreciate you coming on the podcast. Good to chat. Happy to, mate. Pablo for breakfast.